We have a wonderful podcast that journey into the minds of strange people doing strange things. My name's James. Thank you for being here on this show. We try to understand people a little better. We're fascinated by human beings, their behavior, what motivates them to do what they do. And look, I'm going to level with you. I don't want to I don't want to do this one. Okay? I don't want to do this one. That's how I'm going to preface this. But sometimes you find a story and it leads you to another story that leads you to a place that you didn't know or want to go or end up in. But all I can say is, you know, we're sensitive, us humans, to sounds, to physical touch, but also to smells, okay? It's a sense, it's sensory weaknesses across the board, it seems. And look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get into it, okay? And just know that I don't want to do, you've seen the title. You've seen the title. You kind of know what you're getting in for, okay? And just know, I'm not proud of it, but here we are. A jury heard that Colin Simpson, 55, attacked officers by farting and burping on them whilst laughing. Which would have been a hell of a thing to read in a professional courtroom. Imagine, imagine going through everything that you have to do to become a judge or a lawyer. Go to university, you've, you've got the hex debt. I mean, let's face it, the majority of them are probably there because they're rich mum and dads, okay? That's a harsh reality that we're all going to have to deal with. But you go through all the fucking the study, the years of doing that, you got to go work in a law firm, you got to do all that stuff, you do the bar to finally get your big break. You're sitting in your law room court and you're doing your job and the case you have to preside over, a fart attack. Not the hit British television show Art Attack, but Fart Attack. You gotta defend a fart attacker. The jury at Dundee Sheriff Court was told that Simpson carried out the unpleasant behavior after officers picked him up in relation to a driving offense. They heard that Simpson's wind-based attacks... <laughs> what is this, cut in the fucking airbender? Ah, uh, Your Honor, yes. Um, one of the toughest days on the beat, really, in recent memory. Worse than those stabbings that I, uh, that stabbing call that I had to go to. Much, much worse than that. Ah, it was a wind-based attack, yeah. Unfortunately, my hay fever had just recently cleared up, so I wasn't even defended by a sniffly, runny, blocked nose. No, I... Had I think I had just popped a butter bowl, so I was really I was I was ripping on all sniffy cylinders, and I caught the full, the full force of that wind attack. They heard that Simpson's wind-based attacks on the two officers first took place in a Dundee street, but were then repeated at the city's police headquarters. Simpson had originally been charged with endangering the lives of police officers. Luke Dugan, and Stuart Walker. But that aggravation was dropped by the Crown before the trial. Endangering their lives with the toot attack? With the toot attack. Do they mean, hey, separate charge, he was endangering their lives, also toot attacked them? Or do they mean 
the toot attack was the endangerment of their lives. Because it does say that that was dropped by the Crown before the trial. That came across someone's desk and they went, Oh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, Luke Dugan, Stuart Walker, Dundee, yeah, police headquarters, yeah, toot attack. Okay. Well, we're just going to strike that one off. Let's, we'll look at the rest of the things on this fucking thing. I'm not happy about it, but we are going to strike off the toot attack. Simpson denied driving his BMW carelessly and at excessive speed in various streets before Dundee on the 17th of May last year. He denied straddling the centre line, braking harshly, driving on the wrong side of the road, failing to give way or slow down for a red light, and going through a junction at speed. He denied having no insurance and failing to give his details to police before acting in a threatening and abusive manner by shouting, swearing, clenching his fists, and uttering threats of violence. Oh, get close to me, I'll turn on you. Sorry, but I love the list. The list of denials. Just like, guys, just like that's, that's someone essentially confessing all of the things that they did, isn't it? Guys, I really just quickly want to clarify, I didn't shuttle the center line. I didn't brake harshly. I wasn't driving on the wrong side of the road. I didn't fail to give way or slow down for a red light. I didn't go through a junction at speed. I definitely had insurance. I definitely gave way and I definitely wasn't abusive, shouty, sweary, or threats of violence. E. It reminded me of the scene from Lano and Woodley where this guy, I can't remember what the context was, but this martial arts guy sort of shows up and they're about to get in their car and they're going off to perform on some show like Australian Idol or whatever and they start after having this back and forth they start backing up and getting into the car and the guy's like don't get it don't back away don't get in your car don't close the doors don't start the engine don't drive away don't round the corner and then they're gone It just reminded me of that. Simpson then denied resisting arrest by tensing his arms to prevent officers cuffing him and lashing out with his legs. Just adding to his list of things that he absolutely, definitely a thousand percent did. He denied assaulting PC Dugan in Lockie Road in that he did, quote, repeatedly cough, pass wind and burp on him whilst laughing and refusing to disclose if he had any COVID-19 symptoms. He faced an identical allegation relating to PC Walker. Again, I, it's not, hey, it's not funny in the height of a global pandemic be coughing in someone's face. That's not funny. What is a little bit funny is a fully grown man coughing in people's faces, farting and burping on them, and they're going, oh, God, oh, do you have, do you have bloody COVID-19 or COVID-19 symptoms? And he's just like... I'm not telling. This is the most childish episode I've ever recorded. And you know what? I'm not sorry about it anymore. All of those apologies that I gave at the start, I'm rescinding them. Simpson also denied two charges of attacking the officers at Police HQ and Bell Street by carrying out the same bodily functions against them. He's gone, you know what? When you you devise a plan that works, okay? Very much like when you learn a certain martial art. Once you're trained in that skill you and, and you know that it works, you're just going to keep using it. You know, and this guy knows that the burpy coffee farts, aka wind attacks, their weakness is wind attacks. They might be fire type police. 
Then he showed up with his wind attacks, and everyone knows that wind beats fire. I don't know. It's been a while since I've played a Pokemon game. Email one weird podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Does fire lose to wind? PC Walker told the court Simpson had farted in his direction as they arrested him for driving through a red light and failing to give way at a junction. How do you fart at someone? Do you have to, so you have to fully turn your body and sort of like, you know, sort of like aim, you got to aim the tush at them is what I'm assuming. And how much are they really sort of, you know, bending over or sort of, you know, because I feel like you got to give something more to it for them to think, oh, that's at me. He's done that at me. That's a malicious toot. (laughs) That's a malicious toot. He's done that one at me. Arrest him. But he accepted that the incident had simply amounted to Simpson breaking wind as the officers tried to cuff him as he bent forward onto the bonnet of his car. Oh, and the truth shall set you free, ladies and gentlemen. If it would appease the people of the court, I present you with... That's the smoking gun right there. That's the Brady Bunch scene where he throws the briefcase and the dude with the neck brace turns and they go, Aha! You never had a neck problem to begin with, you know? They got him. They got him to admit. They pressured him. You know the guy was cross-examining him. Oh, and, and on the day, you said there were wind attacks. Oh, I don't know if there were wind... And you claimed that the wind attacks were shot in your direction, did you know? All right! He might have broken wind as we bent him over the bonnet. I lied. I said that he'd done a toot at me because it was... It was real gross when he'd done it. And I just thought, like, you know, there should be some repercussions here. Ladies and gentlemen, judge, jury, the the executioner who's waiting in the wings for some reason. A lie. A lie has been told in this courtroom today. These two attacks have been falsified, exaggerated. And I say we, we uncuff we uncuff my client and say that he's free to go and pay him a million dollars in damages from the city. Court adjourned. The officer also accepted that Simpson had not turned into his face to cough, burp, and laugh, but said the accused had not turned away. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, he might not have turned towards me, like I said he did, but he didn't try to turn away, you know, and that's... That's just as bad. So, Simpson further denied engaging in sexual activity in the presence of officers by masturbating and urinating and intentionally exposing his genitals in a sexual manner to the two police officers. It, <laughs> sorry, how is, that not the, how is that not the main story? The main, the main argument these guys brought in for him was, he's done some wind attacks at us, which later turned out to entirely not be true they went oh yeah we lied about we may have fudged some of the details on um on the wind attacks to be honest but uh he was wanking at us so and the judge is like what do you that's way worse that's i'm sorry him him getting his dick out and jerking it around that yeah way worse than two attacks open with that one It is alleged his intention was for them to see them for the purpose of humiliating, distressing, or alarming them 
and he did expose his naked penis. Are you, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? So these guys have come in and gone, he coughed, he coughed and burped and fluffed on me. He'd done a fluff right at me. And then they've turned around and gone, nah, he didn't actually fluff or cough at you. He just sort of didn't try to, you bent him over the thing, that forced a fluff, that fluff's on your hands. Uh, and then when he, when he was burping and laughing, he didn't try to turn away. He wasn't actually doing it at you. And they've gone, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, sorry, forgot to mention. Uh, he did whip his dick out and start jerking it at us. Um, and I think, it was in a, I think it was for sexual reasons. First of all, that one's way worse. And this guy's had to turn around and go, no, uh, ex- excuse me, Your Honor, but I was not jerking my penis and exposing my genitals in a sexual manner, okay? My intention was simple. If the people of the court will hear me today, I, Mr. Simpson, exposed my genitalia. Not for sexual gratification, no. Merely my intention was for them to see my penis, which would humiliate them, distress them even, or alarm them. And this, this is the true reason why my bare penis and testicles were exposed to the police officers. Are you out of your fucking mind? After the court heard the first officer's evidence, Fiscal Deputy Stuart Duncan said the Crown would not be calling any more witnesses and were no longer seeking a conviction. Sheriff Lorna Drumford, QC, formally acquitted Simpson, who said outside court that the case against him had been ridiculous. I'm fucking, I'm fucking blown away by this one. This is, and this has gone for 18 minutes. What a fucking roller coaster ride of a court case that was. Starts with a toot attack, which later turns out to be a falsified, potentially forced toot attack. The coughs and burps, not even directed at them. Just a miscommunication. Just a misfiring. Just a lack of correction in the direction. And then what they don't initially go to the court for is him fully getting out his D and Jens, schlacking them around, and the, and the, and the crown not, don't, they don't even hit him with indecent exposure. Nothing. They just go, ah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, guys, we're no longer seeking a conviction here. If I'm honest, we were really coming for the toot attack. And short of being able to get the toot attack, uh, we don't want anything else. So, court adjourned. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for coming. And then the guy who was jerking it at the police, or just showing him off, because who knows? There's so many lies. So many lies in this case. And then he has a fucking interview at the front and just goes, guys, what a ridiculous waste of time. Am I right, everyone? Anyway, mustache, ta-ta. He smelt it. She dealt it. A Florida woman who passed gas in a convenience store. That's right. They're all toot stories. I'm back to being not proud of it. (laughs) A Florida woman who passed gas in a convenience store, pulled a knife and threatened to, quote, gut a man who complained about it, police said. Shanita Wilson, 37, was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. 
Police arrested her on Sunday and booked her at a detention facility in Pompano Beach, where her bail was set to $2,500. Police say the alleged colon culprit, Jesus Christ, threatened the customer, John Walker, when he complained about her flatulence while standing in line together at a Dollar General store. Walker got into a verbal argument with Wilson, quote, in reference to the defendant farting loudly. Wilson reportedly took a knife out of her purse and threatened to gut the man. She held the knife in her right hand and motioned in a way that looked like she was going to stab him, police said. I mean, do do you bother saying anything? When you're at the shops, you're in line. Uh, If I'm in line, do I bother saying anything? I would, it depends, you know what? It depends on the body language of the person who ripped the tube. So, for instance, if the person, if they're just standing there, normal, casual, we're in a line, toot ripped, my immediate thought is, oh, God, they've accidentally let a toot rip. This is a soul-crushingly embarrassing moment for them. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, I'm going to pretend that nothing happened. I didn't hear nothing, and I'm going to stomach my way through with the best poker face you've ever seen. I didn't smell nothing, didn't hear nothing, didn't smell nothing. That's what I'm going to do. But if they fucking, they just like, they really like hoof into it. You know what I mean? Like shake one out. And if they comment on it, maybe then I go, Jesus, Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about that playing out of my head. I probably still don't say it. I probably, <laughs> probably still don't say anything. Because what am I going to gain from that? What do I gain from, go- you know, there's going to be someone, there'll be someone else who does a little side glance at them and does the, ugh, you know, that's not going to be me. I'm not that person. So I'm, I, would, I have never, would never do that to someone. But I mean, if, I, if I'm honest with myself and if I'm honest with you, if I think about it, I probably don't say anything in either instance. The story that I tell later is just different, but still fact-based. This person ripped one out. Oh, embarrassing. Feel for him. Another one. Oh, this dude, you should have seen him fucking. Like he was playing the song, shake it out. You couldn't keep the fart in this guy. And he was fucking giving it to it. You know what I mean? It's going to depend on their body language. It's going to depend on how they react to it. If they're silent, it was an accident. It was an accidental toot. Again, if they're standing normally... I don't know why I'm throwing so many fucking details on this. I think you get what I mean. If they're just a rego person, quietly being rego, standing in line... And oopsie toops comes out, and oopsie poops, that's fine. But if they're sort of like moving about, you know, they're a mover and shaker, and they, you know, they're sort of maybe a bit brash, and then they sort of like ripping toots like that, then, you know, fuck that guy. The other person's fine. It's not great. Either way, it's not great, but they get a pass. Now, that's how I would respond to a toot. Apparently, that's not how everyone's going to handle them, though. In a flight on midnight, January 9th, 
Daniel David Beacon boarded American Airlines Flight 56 at Miami International Airport, bound for London Town. Not sure why I said it like that. Already have. Not gonna. Not gonna. Re- not gonna redo it. Not gonna delete it. We're moving on. Overwhelmed by a nearby passenger's farts, Beacon stood up from his assigned seat in economy class. About two hours into the roughly eight-hour flight, he made his way to the front of the plane, where he planted himself in an empty business class seat. Thought he'd give himself a bit of an upgrade. You know what? I've suffered an indignity here today, and I shan't no longer. I sit in a veritable tube of poop gas, and these stinks have gotten to me. I've earned an upgrade. I'm assuming he's heading back to London and because he's English, and that's how he sounds. He's very prim and proper. A flight attendant discovered the alleged coup and approached Beacon, asking him to return to his economy class seat. Beacon purportedly offered to pay for his new seat. However, the flight attendant informed him that that opportunity to upgrade was long past and Beacon had no choice but to return to his original seat. According to the affidavit, Beacon had a less than civil response. Toots will drive you crazy. Toots will send some people into a 28 weeks later style rage. 28 days later. And the sequel's 28 weeks later. I'm so sorry. I have to look that up now. 28 days later. 28 weeks later. You're coming on the journey with me. Okay, we're doing it live. 28 weeks later, 2007. 28 days later, 2002. Yeah, it's a sequel. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> hey, my apologies. Let's move on. But a toodle send people into, some people, into 28 days later, or 28 weeks later, style rage. Beacon began shouting vulgar language and spitting at the flight attendant, with spit landing on her face and body, the affidavit alleges. <sighs> I, on a really old episode of Weird But Wonderful, talked about this guy who, I think he was like trailing someone in traffic or something. Maybe he got cut off and he gets out of his car and he walks up to them while chewing his food. Apparently he had like a half chewed mouthful of food and spat in someone's face because they did the driving not up to, you know, his standard. and. I'll tell you this, if you're spitting in people's face, you need to you need to reevaluate some stuff. You've crossed a lot of lines and bridges that normal people would go, you know what? This is enough. This is enough for me. This level that I've gotten to, that's far enough. I think I gotta wind it back. You gotta go past a lot of those to get to spitting in someone's face. So you yuck, you're gross. Please don't spit in anyone's face. Although, I'd imagine if you're listening to this, you don't. Asterisk, question mark, email me, oneweirdpodcast at gmail.com. Ever spat in someone's face? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Did a toot send you toot crazy? The flight attendant moved away, but Beacon confronted him. So, okay, I've read that as flight attendant with spit landing on their face and body. I thought it said her face and body. It's my mistake. The flight attendant moved away, but Beacon confronted him in the galley and punched him in the face, causing him to fall to the floor and hit his head. That's according to a court document. Another flight attendant who witnessed the alleged assault told law enforcement that she saw Beacon standing on top of a seat in business class, shouting and spitting at her co-worker. 
She said she tried to calm Beacon down and directed him back to his coach class seat. Again, what are these? These seem like really like childish, <laughs> I don't know, responses. Um, excuse me, sir, you actually, you're going to have to return to, I see that you've come up from economy class, yeah. Um, you're going to have to return to your seat. No, I'm not going to do that because I smell farts back there. So I'm going to stay in my seat and I sit right here. <laughs> Jumping up and down on your seat, you fucking lunatic. Beacon began to walk to the back of the plane. So at some point he's gone, you know what? He's taken stock. He's gone, ah. you know, a two, it sent me into a rage. I came up here. I wanted this seat. Tell me to go back. I jumped up and down like a fucking little baby. I spat in that guy's face and then I followed him and then I punched him. I feel like I'm starting to get away from, like what I'm doing now is maybe worse than the thing I experienced to get me to this point. You know, I think spitting in that guy's face and then punching him in, in the head and then he fell over and hit his head again. Um, I think I'm starting to think that might be worse than the farts I was smelling. Yeah. So Beacon began to walk to the back of the plane towards the last row, shouting loud obscenities towards the rest of the flight crew in the rear galley and proceeded to shove a third flight attendant near the rear of the plane. Okay. So I might've misread. <laughs> I might have misread. Um, in my mind, he had like somewhat of an epiphany and was like, oh, I've come to my senses. I probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. Turns out the complete opposite of that happened. So, And then he assaulted someone else. So great, great stuff. You know, I'm not a great judge of character. I can admit that. You know, that's one of my shortcomings. You know, I, if I smell a fart, I'm never going to punch someone in the face and spit on someone. Um, but I am a fairly bad judge of character. So, um, you know, we've all got our weaknesses, I guess. Once the pilot was made aware of the incident, he diverted the plane back to Miami International Airport. At 3.52am, more than four hours after boarding, the flight arrived back in the magic city and Beacon was hauled into state custody. The allegedly unruly passenger is facing federal charges of assault, within a territorial jurisdiction and interference with a flight crew. The latter charge is potentially a felony. Filed against Beacon in the Southern District of Florida on January 13th, the criminal complaint is supported by an investigation by a senior federal air marshal with the Transportation Security Administration, who serves as a task force officer for the FBI at Miami International Airport. So probably not, you know, probably not someone you want giving evidence against you you know you fucked up if a man who is an air marshal and affiliated with the fbi is giving evidence of your or testifying against you it's probably a bad sign you've probably fucked it up at some point beacon's attorney at the federal public defender's office has not responded to request for comment sent via email because yeah what's his attorney gonna say i mean a plane full of people saw him do it the attorney come out and say, if now, nah, if it would please the courts, ah, say, I say, I am sensitive to certain smells. You know, it's not gonna, <laughs> unless they're doing, unless there's some research into smells sending you into a rage. I know that, I know misophonia can, can make people really fucking angry, send them into a rage, but that's like an auditory thing. You know, if you like hear someone chewing or like certain sounds, things like that. 
Maybe there's what's the smell version of misophonia? Let me know. One weird podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. In a post-detainment interview with law enforcement, Beacon claimed that after he made his move to business class, the flight attendant was aggressive and rude. He purportedly said that during the initial argument, the attendant hit him in the face. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that one. An entire plane, the staff, crew, other, for other people on the flight, seen what you've done. You got an air marshal who's with the FBI testifying against you. It's not, it doesn't sound like it's going to end well. Toots be sending people crazy. Like this guy. <laughs> hey, smooth segue. Welcome to this wonderful podcast. A drunken nightclubber has landed himself in court after a fart in the back of an Uber sparked a wild blow up. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just now taking stock of the fact that I'm 33. And I'm recording a podcast about farts. Is this a proud moment? I'll think about it later. Um, an intoxicated James Mallet. Hey, a fellow James. Can't imagine this ends well if he's ended up on this podcast, but let's find out. An intoxicated James Mallet was last year sitting in the back of an Uber on his way to a nightclub in the UK town of Bristol when he let one rip. For his driver, Alexander Bonchev, who had already had a string of unpleasant fares, this was the final straw. Ah, yes, the fart that broke the camel's back. That famous saying that we all know and love and use. The Bristol Crown Court heard Bonchev demanded Mallet exit the vehicle following his flatulence. Yeah, how does that go with, like, an Uber or a taxi? You know, you're in a close proximity, a sealed chamber. I mean, you can open a window. Maybe a little bit dramatic there. You can open a window, but how does that go? You know, I don't get a lot of Ubers or taxis. Onewearedpodcast at gmail.com on this episode. Or DM me at onewearedpodcast on the social media of choice. Instagram, really. It's just Instagram, let's face it. What's the protocol on this? What, what do you do? Have you been in an Uber or taxi and ripped a toot? What did they do? Did they hit you with what I'd done, which is silence? Pretending like it never even happened. Although a little bit hard to pretend it never even happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're just cruising along. Oop, rip a toot. Driver is totally acting like... No, nothing happened. Didn't see it, didn't hear it, can't smell it. And then all of a sudden, your window goes down just a crack in the back because they, they put it down from the front just to let the toot out. Oh, that might be worse. That might be worse. That might be... That's a social death and probably how I'll socially die. That'll be like a, a toot gets ripped. Nothing gets said. We all pretend it didn't happen. And then a couple seconds later, crack of the window goes down in the back and then all of us know all of us are aware that everyone else is aware of the toots existence there's no playing that one off like oh i think it was that swamp that we drove past oh i think it was that mangrove that we quickly just drove past just there i think that's what it was definitely wasn't me oh and the window's gone down okay all right so we all know then we all know it's alleged Mallet then rained blows on the driver, 
who was forced to defend himself and in doing so, knocked the passenger to the ground, according to the Bristol Post. The repercussions for the driver were severe, the court heard. Mr. Bonchev sustained a broken finger. He was unable to work, lost his job with Uber, lost his accommodation, and lost his car. God damn. This dude rips a toot in your car. You say, I think it's time for you to jump out. This guy goes, no, and starts just fucking blasting you out with punches. You fucking, I guess they'd pulled over at some point and the driver had gotten out because the driver punches him and this guy falls to the ground. So the 35-year-old passenger who pleaded guilty to assault occasioning actual harm was handed a six-month jail term but was suspended for 18 months. Ah, yes. The court systems reign supreme once again. I know this is the UK, but here in Australia, honestly, what does it take for someone to go to prison? Because the, the stuff that you hear people doing and the violence that people enact on each other, and it's just like, oh yeah, they got a good behavior bond for 12 months. And it's like, what? Oh yeah, this person that has like a history of being really violent and bashing people and attacking people. Yeah. And they did it again while they were on a good behavior bond. He, uh, he's got a little ankle bracelet on him now. So anything, did he go to like jail, pay a fine? No, no, no. Just, uh, got that little bracelet. So hopefully they don't do it again. It's wild. Mallet was also ordered to pay $900 AUD in compensation and completed 120 hours of unpaid work. Wow. Oh, yes, good. And all my expenses were covered. $900 compensation for a broken finger, loss of income, loss of job, loss of car, loss of home. Okay. And that 900 does what for me? Exactly. Not a lot. And again, not to, not to blame. I'm saying, hey, maybe the guy rips a toot and you just pop the window down. But also, that, that felt very victim blamey. But also, I'm just, I'm just saying that there's potentially other solutions to this than just rip a toot, get the fuck out of my car, because, hey, we all rip toots. Could have been an accidental toot. Please don't add insult to injury. I've already ripped the toot. I'm deeply shameful of the toot that I've ripped. Please don't make me get out of the car. But then... Also, don't respond by just beating someone up. Maybe have a conversation with the guy. Hey, look, I'm so sorry about that. Accidental toot, you know, heading to the club. Very nervous. <laughs> nervous? <laughs> just really hoping to bring my best DMs to the DF. Dance moves, dance floor. And, uh, you know, just really nervous about it. Got bubble gut, ripped a toot. So sorry about that. How about we jump back in the car? We keep it going. We keep the good vibes going. We keep the toots to a minimum. Hopefully zero, but I can't promise that. And at the end, I give you a 2D tip. A little, a quick little 10, 15, 20% tip for me accidental toot. And both of us just ride off into the sunset. A better outcome. Not one that happens, but, um, you know, again... Farts be driving people crazy. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out. I know you've got a million different things competing for your attention. So I appreciate that you've chosen to spend some of your precious time here with me. 
and on this topic and if this and if this is your first episode i'm not sorry you know it's um some of these stories pretty good so i can't i can't be too apologetic for the theme i guess the theme of today's episode but you know you start you we all fall down rabbit holes okay and i guess i was a victim of this one does this say something about me i hope it doesn't let me know one word podcast at gmail.com if you want to keep up to date with me and what's going on or you want to shoot me a message you can find me on instagram me personally at my pixel persona uh you can find the show at one weird podcast on instagram or at blk swan society on tiktok and instagram uh that's a little network that me and my friend david and i are trying to start and get off the ground so um you know go check that out as well and if you're an artist or you're a creator you're a maker of things i'd love to know what you're working on i'd love to see it i'd love to hear it whatever it is uh if you're looking for some feedback maybe or you know you're just looking for someone to show it to or you want to show me i'd love to see it either way i'd love to know what you're working on i'd love to see it hear about it shoot me a dm let me know and that's gonna do it thank you for joining me thank you for coming thank you hey guys sorry just before everyone heads off if i could just get you all back here for a second just want to say thank you so much for everyone for coming today you know sometimes we talk about really difficult topics here on the show you know we did one recently about um you know gossip potentially being not as bad of a thing as we all think although still pretty fucked and we also done that one about how like selfies can kill people um you know, we cover we cover the, the, the serious topics, the hard topics sometimes, uh, about people falling in love with uh, serial killers and why people love true crime, that kind of stuff. And occasionally you end up doing an episode about, you know, fights that break out at a sizzler or fart field rage. And I'd just like to say either way, thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking with me. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Hey, have a safe trip, guys. Have a safe trip home. Yeah. Darren, you son of a bitch. All right, guys, have a safe one.